Hello, friends, and welcome to another episode of the Interactive Podcast. I'm your host, Angela Racine, and it feels like I have not recorded a podcast episode for you guys in forever, mainly because it has been a little while. I pre-recorded my last podcast episode, episode number three with Caroline, while I was in Austin before the before the second episode even came out actually so it has been a hot minute but you guys i am jumping right into it with you this one as you can tell by the title it is a guide to managing college and i'm obviously not going to be touching on everything because that would be probably a three-hour podcast but i am diving into a couple tips a little um bits of advice things like that for you guys i figured it was very fitting because right now it is august 30th it is a tuesday it is my second day of classes so i had a lot of my first classes today since as you guys i'm sure you know if you're in college some classes are monday wednesday friday some are tuesday thursday it's on an everyday type deal so I have gone through all my classes at this point. Feeling good about the semester. I'm going to have a pretty light course load. I'm only taking four classes, actually, since I am a senior. And I'm debating dropping one of the classes. That was my intention at first because I was hoping to get an internship for one of my minors this semester. But I'm not sure how that's going to work out. So we'll play it by ear. We'll see how this semester goes. But before I get into the meat of the episode, I am going to do my little catch-up. So I figured, like I said, this would be a pretty fitting episode, um, a pretty fitting topic. I'm sorry for this episode since college just started. But before we talk about school, y'all, so much has happened, okay? So I briefly touched on Austin earlier, as I'm sure most of you know. Yes, I went to Austin, Texas with Caroline um, a little while ago. I say a little while ago as it was quite literally like a week ago. <laughs> Actually, oh my goodness, it was exactly a week ago. I landed last Tuesday. Oh my goodness. Oh, Caroline, miss you. Anyway, we had the best time in Austin, you guys. Okay, I know we didn't talk about it when we were together last episode. Austin is such a beautiful city. The food is amazing. Y'all, since it's closer to um, listen to me saying y'all as if I'm a real Southern girl. I wish, you guys. Maybe when I move down there, we'll see. <laughs> but the food, you guys, since it is near Mexico, it just has such good Mexican-inspired food. Oh, my goodness. Me and Caroline went to this taco place called Fresca's. <clears throat> I hope that's the name if I'm remembering it correctly. And it is drive-through tacos. Let me say that again. Drive-through tacos. Y'all, we went three times, like literally the first three days we were there. If we wanted food, we were always going to Fresca's. It not only is it drive through tacos, but the tacos are so bomb. And you order it by like per taco. So you can literally get like one of everything if you wanted to. Mm, so good. On top of the food, obviously, the nightlife was so fun. The drinks down there were great. On, everyone was like so friendly like I if you guys didn't know or if I need to remind you I am from Connecticut I do live here and in the north in New England people are nice but they're not like warm to strangers if that makes sense like the southern hospitality that's real and like if you don't live in the south you might have like heard of it but not really experienced it or thought it was true but no the southern hospitality I was feeling so welcomed when I was down there like it's the kind of thing where and 
I don't know, let me know if this is common in other cities or states because I had never experienced this before. We would be waiting in line at like a coffee shop and the person will like turn around and be like in line and they're like, oh, hi, my name's so-and-so. What's your name? Where are you from? What do you do? Like people were so open and friendly with us. And it was like, people would just meet us and be like, oh, come hang out with us. Here's my number. Like, let's hang out. Let's make plans. And it wasn't like, just to say it, like they would follow through. Like, like they actually wanted to hang out with me and make friends. And like, even the gym staff and the gym owners, when I was down there, like we went to factory gym and oh my goodness, the two girls working there were so sweet. If you're listening to this, um, hey girls, <laughs> they were so kind. We followed them on Instagram. We all follow each other. They were like, you guys have to get memberships. Um, if I move down to Austin, just know, you know what? I might be there. All right. Same with when we went to Lyft, the manager at Lyft, I felt like so annoying because one of the managers was trying to like vacuum and we were taking mirror selfies. But afterwards he DM'd me on Instagram and he was like, just saying like, welcome to the gym and stuff. He hopes I go. I was like, everyone here is so kind, like so sweet. And on top of that, I mentioned the gyms. The gyms are amazing, as I'm sure you guys know. They have the outdoor gyms. Obviously, up north, we don't have that because we have seasons. Um, the gyms were amazing. Even the indoor gyms, like, so clean. Everyone was, like, just understood gym etiquette. I understand that not all gyms are like that, but, like, the nice gyms that I went to were like that. You know what I mean? Like, what I'm saying is the nice gyms here in Connecticut do not compare to Austin. <laughs> And on top of the food, they had so many healthy options. Like, okay, I'm retitling this episode, just Angela Racine hyping up Austin, Texas for an hour because I feel like I really could. But no, I, I promise this ketchup will not last too long. But for the healthy food options, like, I don't mean like, oh, salads and straight veggies and stuff. Like, if you guys haven't heard of Delights, it is this very low carb ice cream and like no sugar. So we went there. It tasted just like normal ice cream. It was so delicious. There was also pressed, pressed juicery. They not only had juices, but they had pressed juice where it like turns into froyo. So it's like a soft serve, but it's juice. And it's healthy because it's not ice cream. <laughs> and it's so tasty. We got the vanilla flavor and it and it's like brown. So you get confused, but oh my goodness, so good. And they have sweet greens down there. I know that's just like a chain, but I had never been to a sweet greens before. And now all I want every, like for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, I just want a sweet greens bowl. I don't know. It's just like a warm salad slash rice bowl place, but you guys, I could not explain. They do something magical to that. I think it's the dressing because I got this miso sesame ginger dressing. And I know it's a mouthful. And I can't find it up here yet, at least. Maybe I'll like have to find it online or something. I don't know. But so good. So on top of that, there's just so many things to do. I understand that in any city, there's going to be so many things to do, but especially in Austin where they have Lake Travis, Lake Austin, Lady Bird, there's so many like fun daytime activities like Barton Springs. Like you can just like go out on a boat, on a paddleboard, go swimming. Then there's such great nightlife. There's like activities to have been done. Like it, I think like it, I just like, obviously I know I was only there for a week and it was a vacation for me, but I could also 
very realistically seeing myself working in Austin and full-time living there, which I have been telling every single person I talk to how I'm moving to Austin in the summer because I am 100% set on it. And if I don't move to Austin, I will be extremely disappointed and so will the hundreds of people that I've already told. <laughs> but anyway, enough about Austin. Um, if you guys didn't realize, yes, I moved back to school already considering it's my um, first two days of classes have been checked off my list. I moved here a week early, so I moved here last Tuesday, even though classes didn't start until yesterday, because I had my sorority's work week. And I won't touch on it too much, because y'all aren't here to, for me to talk about my sorority. Basically, for the week, we just like have to practice every day for recruitment, stuff like that. And then, yeah, yesterday was my first day of classes. So, enough of my little catch-up um, with y'all. I'm just going to jump right into this episode. So... As I mentioned before, as you guys saw by the title, this episode is a little guide to managing college. So going into number one, this is one of the biggest, most important tips I could give to you. And this is, um, dot, 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 little suspenseful silence. Um, it is buy a planner, okay? Buy a planner. And for a lot of you, this might seem very, like, common sense. It might be like, duh, yeah, you need a planner. No, I had never bought a planner until my freshman year of college. And up until then, I'm like, what was I doing with my life? How was I organized? How did I keep everything in track in order? Maybe I just didn't really have anything to keep track of and to keep in order because in high school, you have a lot less responsibility. But you guys, if you have not gone to excuse me, college already, you will find out very quickly that you will have a lot to manage. You will have a lot on your schedule, okay? Yes, you're taking five classes, which I understand that that's less classes than high school because I don't know how every high school does it. I think mine had seven courses that we took. So yes, it sounds like there's less classes, but you will have a lot of a heavier workload. You're completely independent you're going to have to take care of your dorm space or your apartment space or your house, wherever you're living. You're going to have to, you know, keep on top of your own meals, whether you're cooking for yourself or you're going to a dining hall or you're ordering out. Like, you're going to have a lot to keep track of, okay? And not only that, I would probably say, like, I'm just throwing a number out here. I don't know if this is true or not. I feel like 90% of college students are involved in at least one club or sports team or organization or club sport or any of that. So you're not only going to have like five classes to go to during the week, okay? You're gonna have a lot. So having a planner helps you stay on track and organized. It helps you make sure you never miss a class or miss an assignment. You have everything in one place. I know this is like my lifeline, you guys. I write everything in my planner. If I need to buy printer paper that day, I'm writing down like go to Staples buy paper. That is actually something in my planner right now. I actually don't have my planner right in front of me. It is in my backpack, but I know that's on my list. Or like for me too, obviously I have my fitness account and I have this podcast and I'm trying to grow from there. Everything, all of my goals, all of my to-dos for my fitness account and brand work is all written down. So for example, I had a company send me a sports bra today. So I wrote down like, okay, I need to get content for that sports bra, right? So 
everything in your planner. You can even make it like as general or as specific as you want. So if you want to write like an hour by hour breakdown of your day in your planner, go for it. If you want to write down like make pasta for dinner, go for it. Or if you just want to say like get to class, make sure you eat, drink, drink enough water, that's fine too. You also don't need a physical planner. For me, I just know that I work better when I physically write something down and I can physically cross it off. That's what makes you know me feel productive. You can also use an online planner. You can download one. Google Calendar is great or Apple Calendar, whichever you prefer. It just helps with your overall life organization. You can use it to write down chores you need to do. Maybe you need to vacuum your apartment. Okay, write that in your planner. Maybe there's errands you need to run. Like I mentioned, I need to go to Staples. Obviously, for me too, I'm someone who I go to the gym every day. I write down gym in my planner every day so I can cross it off every day because you know what? That takes up an hour or so of my day. And I want to know that like, I want to be able to look at my planner at the end of the day and be like, okay, this is everything I did today. I feel good because I'm the type of person where if I don't feel productive, that's like a really shitty feeling for me, honestly. So I need to see everything out in front of me and cross it off. I also, I don't know about y'all, but I have zero memory. I don't know what it is. You can tell me to do something and I'll be like, yes, absolutely will do. I'll walk away and forget it. So like, I really need to just write it all down so I know that like it's going to get done. So the second a professor tells the class something, et cetera, I'm writing it down. Jumping into number two, find where your classes or your club or organization meetings will be. Again, this might seem like common sense to you. Some of you, it might not. This podcast is going to be more so geared towards people going into college or maybe if you transferred um, colleges, if you're going, um, if maybe you took a gap year and you're coming back into the swing of things, whatever. Also, um, you can apply this to any part of life you're at right now. Maybe you started a new job and this is find where your office is or find where the meeting room is, you know? So take my advice and apply the lessons into your own life, okay? This doesn't only have to be for a niche group of people. So as I said, number two, I'll reiterate, find where your classes or meetings will be. So walk around campus if you haven't. For me personally, I'm a senior. There are plenty of buildings I have not heard of and I have never been to. So like, for example, for with me today, I was going from one building on campus to another. I had been to both these buildings before, but I had never had to go from X building to Y building. So if I hope I'm making sense with what I'm saying, y'all, I had to pull up GPS and do walking directions to my next class as a senior. And that's okay if you need to. So walk around before the first day of um, classes if you can. Find where everything is. That way, on the first or your second day of classes when you're going to class, you will feel so much less overwhelmed because you won't worry about like, am I going to the right classroom? Am I going to be late to class? Am I not going to be able to find where I need to go? That actually happens to me again, another little personal story. Guys, I went to the wrong classroom in the wrong building today. <laughs> And in my defense, it's because I screenshotted the schedule of my classes a couple months ago and I did not get like any notification that the classroom changed. So yeah, please stay on top of that. Check out where all your classes are going to be. Also go explore the buildings. You never know like what you're going to find. Um, 
you can find like, you know, your cool little study nook that you like to go to. Or maybe if you find that there's just like one room with a really cool view, if it's like at a higher floor and you just like like the view from there and you can see your campus, do it. There was this one building. Oh goodness, what did me and my friends call it? I can't remember the name of it, but basically this one building, it was like always unlocked and you can go all the way to like the top, top floor and it just had like a 360 of windows and it was really cool. So like I said, explore your campus. It's your campus. You are welcome to go wherever it says you're allowed to go. So get a feel for everything. Also, if you don't have the time to take um, a day before classes to go walk around, show up early if you need to. Show up like 10 or 15 minutes early. No one's like gonna pay any attention to you. So don't worry about like, oh, is it weird if I show up early? No. So give yourself time, find where everything is. The reason why I said find where your club meetings will be too is just because, you know, that's another thing on your schedule that you want to keep track of, okay? So get a feel for the campus, get a feel for the buildings, see your classrooms, all that good stuff. It's going to take a lot of stress away from you on the actual day. And number three is make time for yourself, okay? So this is switching gears a little bit from the planning and state organizing, make time for yourself, okay? And by this, I mean, you're going to have so many obligations, so many assignments, so many places you need to be, meetings you need to go to, tests you gotta study for. Make sure you're leaving room in each day for some self-care or you time. That is like, honestly, so valuable, okay? If you're constantly go, 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 you're always working yourself, pushing yourself, making time for everything else except yourself, you will burn out very quickly <laughs> and you're going to get stressed out. You're not going to feel good, okay? So if you need to, block off X amount of hours in your schedule, If, like, like I said, if needed. So let's say that you have class until five, like Monday, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, okay? How about you say, okay, from 6 p.m. to 7 p.m., this is my unwinding time. This is when I'll wash my face, I'll paint, I'll, you know, touch up my nails if I need to, maybe I'll throw on a show. That's just you time. And think ahead of what you want to do so you have something to look forward to, right? So like I said, let's say that your classes end at five and you blocked off six to seven as you time. Say like, okay, I'm going to go to the gym at six. Now, all day during your classes, instead of like dreading like what you're going to have to do for the rest of the day or dreading your next class, you can remind yourself, hey, at 6 p.m., I get to go to the gym and I get to focus on myself for an hour. So that's that's a great thing. That's going to keep you chugging through your day. You're going to be in a much better mood because you're not going to be focused on all of your obligations you don't want to be at. Or if you don't really have, like, let's say one day you do not have an hour for self-care or you time at all grab a coffee before class maybe you wake up 10 extra minutes early and on your way to class you stop and grab a coffee and treat yourself or maybe at the end of the day you just take an extra long shower maybe you do a deep conditioning mask maybe you exfoliate you know just like anything that's going to make you feel like you're giving yourself a little tlc right or maybe you get in bed and you put on an episode of your favorite show right? So making time for yourself is, like I said, it's invaluable. It is going to 
keep you going through the week, okay? I know for me, when I'm constantly go, 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 and I don't have time to sit down and like check in on myself and take care of myself, I'm not feeling my best that week. And it makes me feel like I'm that much more frazzled and I'm that much more stressed and it makes my schedule feel heavier than it is because I'm not allowing myself any breaks. And it's especially important too come midterms or final season or maybe just a week where you feel like you have a shit ton of like homework assignments or quizzes or exams make sure that you're giving yourself study breaks because you will burn out so much faster if you don't allow your mind to have a little recharge if you study for six hours straight do you really think that you're gonna have full productivity for the entire length of six hours Probably not. You're probably going to be taking like a bunch of mini breaks by checking your phone or talking to your friends. Whereas if you implemented like, okay, every half hour, I'll take a five minute break or every hour, I'll take a 10 minute break or so be it. You're going to be a lot more productive that way. So just make sure you're making time for yourself. It's easy to forget. Also, what is included in self-care is um, eating (laughs) eating period, like eating three meals a day, having snacks. Okay. I know as college students, we are so go, go, go all the time that the last thing you think to remind yourself of is, oh, I haven't eaten since breakfast. So make sure you are eating breakfast, lunch, and dinner. I know you can have classes at weird times. You might have a night class. Just make sure you are eating and staying hydrated because it is so easy to forget about the dining halls. So Tying into number three, number four is making time for your friends. So not only do you need to make time for yourself, you need to make time for your friends too. You don't want to accidentally neglect your friendships or relationships while you are adjusting to your new schedule because they will help you not feel as overwhelmed or as stressed. And yes, this includes like going out on the weekend, but I don't just mean going out on the weekend, okay? Ask friends to go get food with you. Ask a friend to study together. Do something fun on the weekend again. Like maybe you just want to go shopping and you're like, okay, it's Friday afternoon. Classes are over. Let's take a little trip to the mall. Or, you know, maybe you're with your roommate. You guys are um, have like a slower morning because you guys don't have class until maybe 11. Go get breakfast together. It is so important to make time with your, like to make time for your friends, guys. Us as humans, we're social creatures. We are meant to socialize. That is part of our biology and it is healthy too. (laughs) So you are going to be benefiting. First of all, you're going to be having fun. Like who doesn't like hanging out with their friends, right? But it's also benefiting your mental health, okay? It's a little break from the school, just like making um, some self-care time is or you time is a little break to enjoy yourself. And speaking of going out with friends, a little side note, yes, going out on weekends, going to parties or the bars, whatever, it is a part of college. Yes, it's a lot of fun, but don't feel bad or have FOMO or feel left out if you have to miss one weekend or if it's just not really your vibe right now. Remember that it's not for everyone and there's going to be plenty more weekends coming, okay? So let's say that there's a family party one Saturday and you can't go to the bar Saturday night. Okay, you will have literally every other Saturday to go out. So yes, make time for your friends. Yes, go out and enjoy yourself. But also remember, it's not the end of the world if you miss one party. 
because it's not that deep. It really isn't. And don't force yourself to go out just because everyone else is. If you're not feeling well or you know it's not going to be your vibe or you're not going to enjoy it, don't. Do something that you would rather do. If you would rather stay in and watch a movie, do it. If you would rather go, I don't know, order some Chick-fil-A, come back, hang out, do it, whatever. Do whatever you want. It is like whatever's going to make you happiest as long as you're still like getting done what you need to get done, go for it. And so when you are spending time with friends and let's say you are going to study together or going to grab lunch, don't only make it about academics or school talk all the time. Don't sit down with your friend at the end of the day and be like, oh my God, I had this class and this class and this class and I have this homework and that essay and this quiz. Like, yes, it feels good to get it off your chest and complain about it. Don't make it the main focus and topic of conversation. You want to make this a time where you get a break from all of that and you can actually focus on having fun for a few hours, okay? Because it is really important to give your mind a break. You don't want to tear, you know, tear yourself down, get burnt out as I've been reiterating. Reiterating. <laughs> that was a hard one to get out. So speaking of stress and balance and all this, learn how to manage your stress, okay? Obviously, this is going to be different for everyone. Everyone ha like has different levels of stress. Everyone manages their stress differently, handles it differently. Different little tricks work for them. Basically, there is going to be a lot, <clears throat> a lot, let me say that again, <laughs> of times where you feel overwhelmed, stressed, anxious, or maybe unsure of what's to come. I know college is a huge transitionary period for everyone because you're going from grade school where your parents generally do a lot for you. There's a lot more structure. The teachers give you a lot more guidance. The classes are smaller. And then you're thrown into college and then tossed into the real world. And suddenly you're independent. You're on your own. And there's a lot that you have to figure out. There's a lot of decisions that only you can make. Um, for example, in um, I'm speaking in American culture. I don't know how it is in other countries. You're generally 18 when you graduate high school. You need to figure out like a life career to study for in college when you're 18. Like that's that's a big responsibility. So you are going to feel unsure and stressed out at times. And it doesn't help when everyone in your life is always like, oh, what are you doing when you graduate? What are you studying in college? It's a lot. So realize that most of the problems you're having right now will pass within a matter of a week or maybe a few months, but they will pass, okay? So let's say that you're taking a class with a professor you absolutely hate. Okay, that class is only for one semester. It's only three months long. Or if it's really negatively impacting you that much, you can switch classes. You can drop a class. You can withdraw if you need to. There is no issue with that. And you know what? Maybe you're feeling the effects this semester, but after the semester's over, it's over. Or let's say that tomorrow you have a huge paper that's due and you're up all night grinding this paper because you saved it for last minute and you're so stressed out about it in the moment. Okay, it's due tomorrow. So once you get it done, after 24 hours, it's over. There's nothing you can do after that point. And remember, you can only control what's in your control. You can't change what you can't change, okay? So after you submit that paper, 
You should not be stressing about what your grade's going to be because you just did what you could do. Now it's out of your hands. That is something that so many people in college don't, they don't either fully grasp it or they don't listen to the piece of advice or maybe it's just hard for them to like, you know, turn it off. But I've been friends with a lot of people where even after they finish taking the exam or after they submit the homework assignment, that's all they talk about until they get the grade because they're so panicky about it. But you need to realize you can't change what you can't change. You can only control what is in your control. So what was in your control? Studying and taking the exam. After you've done your part, it's over. So just remind yourself anytime, and this goes for all aspects of life, remind yourself if you can't change what you can't change. So you know what? You submitted that paper, it's done and it's over. The grade you get is what you get, okay? Maybe, yes, there's extra credit or there might be revisions or maybe you have a kind professor, but for the most part, you know what? You've done your part and that's that, okay? So yes, it's okay to feel stressed because small amounts of stress are healthy because they motivate us to do our work, okay? The stress hormone cortisol, we always have cortisol in our systems. It's just about... about the amount and the level in our bodies. It becomes debilitating when there's too much of it, okay? So take a step back, try to get some perspective on the situation. I mean, I'm gonna say it again. I've said it like five times. You can't change what you can't change. You can only control what is in your control. I'm gonna reiterate it. If you fail to test, take a step back and reflect on what you could have done better. If you did your best, then understand that you did all you can do, and that's that. You did what you can control. If you've done the absolute most and you're still failing this, um, all these exams in this one class, you know what? It wasn't meant to be. And you can withdraw or you can take the failing grade and try again. But hey, it is one class, okay? Worst case scenario is you retake it or you take an extra summer class, right? You're, you will rarely be in a position where this one class makes or breaks it for you to graduate, okay? And unless it is the spring semester of your senior year and there is no more time for you to fix anything, do not worry about that one class. I promise you it's not that deep. I've never been someone personally who stresses heavily over school just because I know all these things that I just said to you. And I also know that no matter what, I will be able to graduate. Because I'm the type of person where I would need to try pretty damn hard to fail all of my classes. <laughs> like, I'm not saying like, oh, I can just BS everything and get a perfect 4.0 GPA. No, like obviously I have to put in work, but I know that I'm the type of person where I trust myself, I'll go to class, I'll do the work and I'll get the grades, right? So if you're someone who you generally do well in school, you pass 90% of your classes, you know you do pretty good on the homeworks, whatever, you are okay. <laughs> I'm going to say it again. You're okay. If you've never failed a class before, you have no reason to worry. Even if you have failed two or three classes, that's normal and that is okay. And you know what? If it takes you an extra year, that is normal and that is okay too. Everyone is on their own life path. So when it comes to classes, there's really no need to worry. There's no need to stress out. To get stressed out. So... A little bit different from all of this class talk um, and things that seem overwhelming, 
um, get involved in your school, okay? I know freshman year that it seems like there's so much opportunity and you have no idea where to start, especially if you go to a big school. Personally, I do go to the University of Connecticut, which is a very big school. And I think there's something like, I don't know if I'm making this number up, like 600 clubs on campus. And those are just clubs alone. There's also, you know, um, Greek life, there's um, sports teams, all that stuff. So it seems like a lot, right? Go to your school's club fair, go online and look up what they have to offer, ask around. Um, It never hurts to check things out, right? So for example, I, in about an hour, have to go to this Greek expo that our school is hosting. Basically, all of the Greek organizations in Greek life have tables outside and people who are interested in joining can walk around and learn more from each different organization. So go to things like that. I know my school also hosts a club fair where all of the clubs do the same thing. They get set up and people who are interested can go check them out at the club fair. It is very important and healthy to feel like you're a part of something and that you belong somewhere, especially in big schools where you're in big lectures, you're in a big dorm building, like everything feels big to you. It's nice to make that big school feel a little little bit smaller, right? And that's what a club will achieve. And this is such a a great way to meet people as well, because let's say, I'm trying to think of a club, Let's say you join Archery Club, right? Why not? You already know that every member of that club has something in common with you. You all love archery. So use that to your advantage, right? You can, you never know who you're going to meet from these opportunities. It is very healthy to take on responsibility and to take on leadership roles, okay? Not only is it giving you a sense of purpose and a sense of belonging, but it's preparing you for the real world, okay? No matter what your job is, you will almost always, I'm trying to think, any job I could think of right now, you have some form of leadership. Even if you are in charge of being the garbage man where you drive the truck and pick up people's garbage, hey, you are in charge of driving that truck and you are in charge of picking up people's garbage, you know, taking it once a week. That is extremely important. Okay. Or if you're a teacher, obviously you're going to have leadership over the classroom. If you're some sort of, um, instructor, I know that ties in with teacher, maybe you work in business. Even if you're just cold calling, that is your responsibility to, you know, close a sale for the company. You are always going to have some form of responsibility and leadership in your life. So by joining these clubs or sports teams, what have you, you are just, again, preparing yourself for the real world. And being busy and having responsibilities is a good thing, like I said. A lot of the times people are afraid to push themselves and to take on more responsibility and to load their schedule, but that in turn prevents them from their full potential. I was definitely someone who felt this my freshman year. I did not get involved in anything now that I think about it. And looking back, I had so much free time. I like, I didn't really, my classes weren't that difficult. So I would just hang out in my dorm a lot. And I don't know, like I definitely could have been doing so much more with my freshman year. And I'm not saying that I regret anything, obviously, because every experience I go through, I've learned from it. 
So I'm not saying like, oh God, I wish I joined 17 clubs. No, but I do wish that I made more of an effort to put myself out there. So if you're someone where you find that you have a couple hours of free time every day, fill those hours. You don't need them. You don't need to like lay in bed and take a three hour nap in the middle of every day. Okay. I think it would benefit you to join a club and clubs are not a big commitment either. Okay. I know a lot of the clubs at UConn just meet like once a week or once every other week. And it's like an hour meeting. I think most of us college aged students or adults can do that. Okay. So I think you guys should definitely push yourself to get more involved take on responsibility, go for that leadership position, what have you. I think it's important and it will definitely prepare you for when you are out of college. And on top of speaking of leadership positions, learn independence, okay? So by this, I mean in high school, again, we are always told where to be, what to do, when, how, what, who, what have you. Now that you're in college, no one is telling you to go to class. You could very easily skip that lecture and no one would ever know. Not not even the professor because at my school, they don't take attendance. There's also very big lecture halls. It's very hard to notice if someone is missing. So on top of that, with not even just with classes, but as I was just touching on, getting involved. No one is forcing you to get involved or going to the dining hall, remembering to eat, like I said earlier. No one is reminding you to go get lunch or go eat breakfast. So touching on the dining hall, don't always rely on a friend to go to the dining hall with you. I know people at first get very uncomfortable doing something for the first time alone. Like I know there are people that they are afraid of eating alone. They feel uncomfortable. That is a boundary that you're going to have to break, okay? And don't rely on a classmate sending you notes for class all the time. It is completely okay to get someone's number or find a friend in class, and if you're sick or can't make it that day, get the notes from them, but don't turn it into a habit of every single week that you have class, you're skipping, and they're just sending you the notes, because first of all, that's just not fair to them. They're doing all the work for you. Second of all, you're not learning that way, and I'm just going to keep relating it back to, I'm going to call it the real world when you're out of college. If you don't show up for work, your boss isn't going to be like, hey, I got you. No worries. (laughs) It just doesn't work that way. You're going to need to learn how to do things for yourself. It's kind of like that saying, if you want something done, you got to do it yourself. Well, that's kind of like how all of college is, okay? And don't call your parents every single day asking for help. Yes, it is important to keep in touch with your family, but first try to learn something on your own. We have the internet. We have Google We have books, we have resources, we have friends, we have peers. Try to learn how to do something on your own first. For example, my printer wasn't printing last night. I learned very quickly that it was because it was running out of toner. Okay, well, instead of just like calling my mom and saying that my printer's broken, because what is she going to do about it at home? I tried opening it up. If you guys have ever opened up a printer before... I don't know if this is all printers or just mine. There was like seven different ways that I could open it from. It was very confusing, but I finally figured it out. I was able to take the toner out. I put it in a little Ziploc bag and I will be bringing it to Staples later and saying, hey, I need more of this toner. (laughs) And that is a pro tip with printers actually. They all need different kinds of toner. So either like write down what kind you need or just bring it 
to the place because odds are you won't really know what kind of printer or I'm sorry, toner your printer needs. Anyway, same thing with, let's say you're putting together a desk. Try to open the directions and the instructions. Try to put it together yourself first. Um, I don't know, just anything. If you're ordering food and the DoorDash driver can't find you, that's on you to explain where you live. There's going to be so many little things that you need to learn on your own. Maybe you've never done laundry by your, um, by yourself. I know that seems silly, but I know some people that never did laundry for themselves until college. Maybe you don't really know how to wash dishes that well. There's so many things that are going to be a first time for you, or maybe just a first time doing it completely on your own. But that is part of what college is for. It is for not only the school aspect and the learning, but you're learning independence, okay? And on top of independence, I'm not saying do everything yourself and figuring it out. Independence also means don't be afraid to ask for help. Maybe you need maybe you're walking through one of the buildings and you walk up as like a stranger and you say, "Hey, do you know where this room is?" Or maybe there's an information or a help desk. You have to go to the desk and say, "Hey, I'm going to this event. Can you point me in the right direction?" Or reach out to your professors. I know that it might seem scary to reach out to a professor at first, but it is okay if you stay after class and ask them a question. It is okay if you email them, if you go to their office hours or their drop-in hours, whatever they call it. Even if the answer is no or I don't know, it never hurts to ask. So for example, let's say you have a project due tomorrow and you know, a bunch of things came up and you're unable to finish it. It does not hurt to email your professor and explain your situation and ask if you can turn it in the next day. Obviously, the answer might be no or the answer might be check the syllabus, etc. It never hurts to ask, okay? And part of independence is building the courage to reach out to people when you need help. So those are all of the little tips that I am going to give you guys. I did post on my Instagram story for um, questions for a Q&A. So I put this on AngelaR.fit on Instagram. Oh my goodness. I didn't even mention, guys, I have a podcast Instagram now. It is interactive.podcast. Go check us out on Instagram. I am slowly going to be merging all of my... Um, podcast updates, Q&As, etc. onto that platform once it grows a little bit. But from now on, I asked my Q&A on my fitness account story, and I had a couple people slide up and ask some questions. So I have three here that I'm going to answer for you guys. So I did not prepare any notes for these questions as usual, so we'll see where it goes. So question number one says, how to make friends on campus? All right, so I feel like I touched a little bit on this already, but with getting involved, this is a great way to make friends. Like I said, if you join Archery Club, you guys already love archery. I know there's also like, even my school has like a powerlifting club. I think that's what it's called, or just like a gym club in general where they have like a little Discord chat and they can just talk about you know, lifting in the gym with each other. There's moon club where people go outside at night and like look at the moon. I don't know too much about that one. There's, I think there's like a cheese club where people try different 
cheeses once a month. Guys, there is very niche clubs on your campus. And <clears throat> excuse me, I know that my school isn't the only one that has these two. Actually, guys, my throat is so dry. I'm going to take a little sip of water real quick. Um, I'm not giving you ASMR because I know people don't appreciate food and mouth noises. So <laughs> give me a second. All right, guys, mm, I have lemon water. I made a little pitcher in my fridge of lemon water and it is so tasty and refreshing. Anyway, back to making friends on campus. Um, getting involved is a great way too. I know that joining sororities and frats might not be for everyone, but definitely stay open-minded to it. You can check out the rush process and you can quit at any time of the rush process. Just because you're checking them out doesn't mean you have to go to one. So honestly, get involved in clubs, get involved in organizations. Um, if there's an event going on on campus, go check it out. You never know who you're going to meet. Also, it is so easy to turn to the person next to you in class and just introduce yourself. Be like, hey, I'm Angela. And this is my first time blank. Maybe it's your first year. Be like, oh, I'm a freshman here. Can I get your number? So if we have questions about class, we can have, help each other. Or, um, oh, I've never taken a sociology class before. Can I have your number just in case I have any questions? Or you could just say, hi, I'm Angela. Here's my number if you need homework. <laughs> like it is, it is very easy. And you know what? Don't be afraid to go out of your way to talk to people in class because everyone else is most likely also thinking how to talk to the person next to them, especially if it's your first year, just because obviously who doesn't want to make friends? You know what I mean? So don't be afraid to reach out to people. Even if you're in line at the dining hall, make a conversation, whatever. I'm the type of person where it is very easy for me to make a conversation wherever I go. So I don't have too much too many issues with this, but I understand that some people do have social anxiety or they feel uncomfortable talking to strangers. <clears throat> and that's just another thing you're, you will grow comfortable with eventually in college when you start putting yourself out there more. But I would say getting involved, going to events, joining clubs, etc. That is a great way to meet people. Question number two is study tips. All right, so if you know me personally, you might think that I'm very underqualified to give advice on studying. And I say that because I don't. And by I don't, I mean, I do not study. <laughs> um, I, eh, I take that back. I am not the type of person where I will go to the library and study for five hours straight. I'm more so the kind of person where I'll read over my notes. If there's questions they gave us, I'll answer the questions to prepare for that. I'll look up some quizlets. I'll jog my memory. I, mm, I, I don't know how to put it other than if I go to all my classes and I do the homework and I do as I'm told, I will generally be okay. And I understand that's also because of my major. It's not like I'm a nursing major where I need to memorize like the full anatomy of the human body. That's a different, that's a different story. But Anyway, enough of talking about how bad I am at studying. <laughs> study tips is the question. So definitely find the form of studying that works for you, okay? If you're someone where you need to handwrite everything to have it really stick, go through all your notes and rewrite them. Or if you didn't write them in the first place, open your Google Docs and write them down. 
Or if you need, if you're very visual, make flow charts, make graphs, use highlighters and markers to highlight, underlined, color code, like your notes and the different categories of your notes. If you're someone who you need to memorize a lot of terms, flashcards are great if you need something physical. Or Quizlet. Quizlet has online flashcards as well. I actually do really love Quizlet because it has the like take test tool where it can quiz you on all of the terms you put down in your list. So that's great too. It also really helps explaining topics to other people. So if you do know someone in your class, if you took my advice and talked to the person next to you, maybe you can shoot them a text and say, hey, do you want to study together before the exam? I have done this plenty of times with people in my classes, okay? Last semester, I was taking a psychology course and me and this girl had psychology together, but we also had a math course together and we had met in math class. And she was like, oh, hey, what's your number so we can study for psychology together? And it helped us both a lot because she knew a lot more about the class than I did. So she was able to study for herself by explaining everything to me. And I was able to learn because she was explaining everything to me. So it helps to say it out loud. If you have no one to study with or no one to talk to, speak to yourself, go in your room and study out loud. You can, you can literally read, I'm gonna pull up some notes right now, okay? Health psychology, the area within psychology devoted to understanding psych, blah, blah, blah. Read it out loud to yourself. It really does help. So, or I've even heard of people who they will read, they will record themselves reading definitions and then listen to it. So find your learning style. If you're very um, oral based, talk it out. If you're visual based, um, make pictures, charts, diagrams. If you just need to write it all down, write it all down. And you're gonna have to play around with it a bit too. And don't forget, like I said earlier, make sure you're giving yourself little breaks when you're studying because it is going to make you more productive in the long run. Do not pull an all-nighter the night before an exam because you're studying. That will make your brain function be worse because you had no sleep and then you're gonna be in a terrible mood. But yeah, give yourself plenty of time just play around with a bunch of different ways until you find what sticks. It's, you got it. I, I believe that you guys can do that. Number three, this will be the last question since we are running out of time. Advice on managing money while going out and enjoying my college experience. This is a great question. I am all about budgeting and saving money, etc. Basically, most of us, I don't know about you, but for me, most of us don't have a job while we're at school, okay? So personally, I am living off of the money I made over the summer. So when you are working in summer, if you do have a summer job, remind yourself that you do need to be saving up for the school year, okay? If you're someone where you're like, oh, it's summertime, I'm gonna go shopping every day, I'm gonna go out every day, I'm gonna spend this and that, I'm gonna spend all my money, um... Keep, you know, keep an eye out for your future self. Look out for yourself because that money will run out. So make sure you're budgeting during summer so that during the semester you have enough money. Also, if you are going out, let's say you're going out to the bars, you don't need to order the drinks that cost $20. I think you'll survive off of a vodka seltzer a few times. Um, also, it is a lot cheaper to pregame 
honestly, if I'm going to be giving tips on money, I need to talk about, you know, how to save money in all aspects. Um, yeah, buy like a handle of Tito's and make drinks at home because that'll be so much cheaper than going out and ordering a vodka seltzer because that could be anywhere from like eight to $15. Whereas if you just get a handle of Tito's, you can make that for a lot cheaper yourself. So, you know, use that advice as you wish. But also remind yourself, like I understand that you're going out every weekend and you want to look cute. You do not need like a t-shirt for every single day of the year or like a tank top, a new tank top every single weekend. You're going to be living in a dorm or an apartment complex. You're going to make friends. You guys are going to end up sharing a lot of clothes where you won't need to go out of your way and spend so much money on clothes. Also, I understand that ordering out is very appealing since dining halls might not always feel the best or if you're in an apartment, you don't always want to cook for yourself. Do remember that your meal plan and your groceries are a lot cheaper than ordering a pizza or going out and getting Chipotle, okay? I know that it is a treat, but that's all it is. Leave it as a treat. You can give it, you can have it, you know, maybe you can order out once a week and that's your limit or once every other week, or maybe your limit's twice a week. Just be mindful that every dollar, dollar you're spending is something of value and it's going to benefit you. So if you're just like throwing your money away because you're placing sports bets all the time, you're going and you're gambling, or you're buying all these crazy fruity drinks because you like to, <clears throat> really focus on, is this worth my money? Will this benefit me in the long term? And also, is it something you're going to get use out of? Maybe instead of, for example, okay, I'm saying this because we're college gals and we're on a budget, okay? Maybe when you're going shopping and there's a white tank top you want, right? Can you get that white tank top for a lot cheaper? Or do you already have five other white tank tops? Like, like mm, you kind of have to be real with yourself in the sense. Something that has really helped me budget my money is I track all of my spending on a spreadsheet. So in my phone real quick, every time I make a purchase, I will just write down how much I spent and where it was. And then I'll put it into a spreadsheet. And because I'm actively writing down what, how much money I'm spending on, how much money I'm spending and what I'm spending it on, it kind of puts it into perspective of, does this feel silly? You know what I mean? And I hope that makes sense. And I hope you were able to take a little bit of advice on managing money. Um, I can also prepare a whole episode for you guys, maybe, if you guys would want more tips on money management. I am actually the VP of finance for my sorority. So I do the budgets for my sorority. I'm in charge of fines, etc. So I've been learning. I've been learning about money. <laughs> you know what I mean? But anyway, I am going to wrap it up right there. I feel like this is a pretty long episode for you guys. So I hope you don't mind my rambling. I hope y'all enjoyed my talking. But yeah, I had a great time recording this for you guys. I hope my little bits of advice and tips and answering your questions helped you. If you guys want a part two to how to manage college, I can definitely make one because these are not by any means um, all I have to talk about at college. There's so many more aspects that I could be touching on. But yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. You can find me on Instagram. As I mentioned earlier, my fitness account is AngelaR.fit. 
You can also find this podcast on Spotify and Apple Podcasts if you haven't already. I know that there is a possibility that you guys found this from the RSS website, so check me out on those platforms if you would like. Or maybe, you know, subscribe on both platforms if that's a possibility for you. I would not mind that. Give me a little five-star on Spotify and Apple. On Apple, leave me a little review if you would like. You can also find the podcast Instagram at the it's interactive.podcast. Um, you can also find that through my fitness account. I have it tagged in some of my photos if you want to check it out there. But yeah, I think that's about all I have to say for you guys. So I hope you have a great Friday. If you're listening on Friday, I hope you have a great weekend. And I will see you guys in the next week's episode. Bye, guys.